My name is Mark, and we better pray. <laughs> Father, I thank you for your kindness, your mercies that we could be here today. Thank you for your living word and for your living Holy Spirit. I pray that you would help me today. I do not wish to waste these people's time but I would that your name would be exalted and that uh, everyone would take something away from this time. Commit this all in Jesus' name, amen. I gotta look around and see who's here. Hi. See who, look for, hi to me. Some of you people I, are old friends. Now let me rephrase that, you're longtime friends. So. <laughs> Um, I went to a seminar, a friend uh, who lives in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, told me about the seminar called Simply the Story. Anybody hear about that before? And so I went to this four-day seminar, seminar on how to, how to share a Bible story. And I was over at Dave and Charlou's a couple months ago and just shared a story kind of off the cuff that from what I could remember of it. And so that's what got me here today. My story is about John the Baptist today. I really like him. I, he's a champion. And he, his story is recorded in all four gospels. I, and I made, I say this carefully, I made the mistake of deciding to use the one in the book of John. And the reason I call it a mistake, I looked through, there's a list when I went to that seminar, they have 296 Bible stories they recommend. If you wanna tell a Bible story, use these. They're active, they're lively, people can remember the characters and you can lead into the story. And after I started working on the story of John the Baptist from the Gospel of John, I noticed it's not on the list. And as I went on, I realized why, and I'll explain it to you in a minute. However, one of the things about Bible stories, and you'll understand what they are when I, when I, uh, when I get there. Yesterday I had uh, a, an elderly couple Interestingly, he's 92 and she's young, she's in her 60s, and I'm not sure how that all happened. But um, <laughs> I didn't think I'd get laughs from that one, but uh, it is kind of funny. Anyway, they, uh, I, I just have had the opportunity, he would call, I, 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 I don't do sprinkler repairs anymore, but he'd call me and say, Mark, can you help me with this? And I live 15 minutes away. My heart just, so I just come over there right away and he'd pay me all this money. But they kind of took a liking to me. They had me over for lunch yesterday. Just a uh, lamb something. I don't, I don't eat that well. But it was, it was good food. But they said, uh, they asked, so what are you kind of things you do for hobbies? I really don't have many hobbies. I said, I've been working on Bible storytelling. Oh, really? Yeah, I said, I'm sharing one tomorrow. Oh, what's the story? It was such a natural, easy lead-in. So, oh, by the way, Dave, I, I haven't only spoken in public. I'm not afraid of speaking in public. I'm afraid of wasting your time. 
So I need you to, he said 40 minutes. I don't know if this is 40 minutes up yet. I'm not good with time. So give me, ten, give me about a 10 or 15 minute and you just go mark, go like that and then I'll know that. That's it, that's it, yeah. But don't wait till the last second. So anyway, um, so I, I need to give you, because, well, I'll, I'll, let me just dive into this. The, and I didn't mean to teach today, but because I chose poorly on the Bible story, and I hope to tell you a second one that'll just take a couple minutes, and you can see the contrast, and we'll see how much time I have. But the key to the book of John is not found in the first chapter, it's found in the 20th chapter. There's 21 chapters in the book of John, and the last two verses of the 20th chapter, John says, Many other signs did Jesus perform in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. And here comes the key. But these, in the book of John, these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, you might have life. Life in his name. Those two verses have the three words in John that resonate throughout the book. Signs, believe, life. When you see the signs, you believe on Jesus and life resonates within you. Of the four gospels, they weren't written right away. The last one believed to have been written was the gospel of John between this, somewhere between 90 and 110 AD. That made him an old man. I mean, he was, if he was 17 when he put his head on the bosom of Jesus, that's gonna, I mean, he's an old man, I don't know, somewhere between 70 and 90 maybe. And then he finally wrote the book. What did he do until he wrote the book? He was a storyteller. He told those things which we have seen and heard we share with you. I would like to, so we're gonna come around to the story of John the Baptist in the book of John, and I'm gonna ask you to do something that you're probably gonna think I'm a heretic, but I'm gonna ask you, if you brought your Bibles with you today, do not open them. Because if you, I mean you can, of course you can. The Bereans, they were, noble because they searched the scriptures to find out whether Paul, the things that Paul said were true or not. Did you know that Berea is over 1,500 miles from Jerusalem? And Paul went into the synagogue at Berea and they didn't have these to search the scriptures. When Paul got out of the synagogue, they went probably to the rabbi and they pulled this scroll out. They weren't holding their scrolls up and so anyway, I mean, if you violate your conscience by not opening your Bible, please open your Bible. But when we have participation, you don't get this, you don't get, if you got your Bible open, I don't want you giving any answers if you decide to join in discussion because it's not fair to the other ones who are just listening. So I'm going to, I, one of the benefits, uh, I, I memorized the prologue of John many years ago and it came back to me pretty soon and I, pretty quickly and that's the first 18 verses in the book of John. 
So here John is however old he is and he hasn't written this down and so he's going to sit down and he's going to start writing the Gospel of John and maybe he thought to himself where should I begin and so he says in the beginning was the word and you're going to see here John in these first 13 verses he's going to talk about Jesus and then he's going to talk about John and then, then he'll go back to just listen for it in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him and without him I'm sorry it just gets to my heart Without him, nothing was made that was made. In him is life. And the light is the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He was not the light. He came to bear witness of the light. That's the true light. He was in the world, I may miss a line or two, he was in the world, back to Jesus, he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world did not know him. He came unto his own and they wouldn't receive him. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become sons of God who were born not of the flesh, born not of blood, nor of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And we beheld his glory, the glories of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I may be missing a verse. He goes back to John, he said. And John, John cried out, this is he on, on whose behalf I said, he is greater than I, he is higher than I, because he existed before me. And of his grace and of his truth, we have all received grace upon grace. The law was given through Moses. Mercy and truth came through the Lord Jesus. And then I say, and um, I'm forgetting that last verse. He says, they beheld the only begotten Son of God. So here's... All of these years, and John's heart is just full of Jesus. He's an old man. How long's Aiden been gone, Ada May? 17 years today. I didn't know that when I asked the question. That's interesting. I had the privilege, the honor to be asked to say something at his funeral, he was my friend. And I'll, I remember what I said. I could sit down and talk with Aiden, and I was in Aiden's home many times, and we'd sit and visit. And if I'd say the name Jesus, if I'd mention that name, Aiden had a grin from ear to ear. And it wasn't a smile of embarrassment. It was a smile of, can we talk more about him? 
So that's how John starts his gospel. And so I'm going to move into the story itself now about John. I want to tell you when you're, by, when, when you're doing storytelling, you're supposed to take about one minute to introduce your story. I think I've gone over that, but because of my error, um, we had to do that. But there's three things about the story I'm about to tell you. It talks about Bethsaida beyond the Jordan. That's where John was baptizing. And that location, I looked it up on a map, it's about a 12-hour walk from Jerusalem. Bethsaida, beyond the Jordan, is about a 12-hour walk. This will make sense to you when I tell the story. The other thing, the second out of the three things I want to share with you is that the people of Israel and the Jews were anticipating the arrival of the Messiah. It was imminent. They, they knew something was coming down soon. And then uh, thirdly, water baptism. We're, of course, familiar with the church age water baptism. We still do it today. They did it in the early church. Before that was John's baptism, which was a baptism of repentance. But the other baptism that would be good to know, and you don't really see this in the Bible, but it is in history, is that the Jews baptized at the time of John the Baptist, they baptized proselytites. A proselytite was a Gentile who wanted to be converted to Judaism. And so they would, the Jews would take these Gentiles and they would baptize them so that they could get them clean. It was somewhat symbolic. And here's the thing, keep in mind, they only baptized, by, they only baptized Gentiles they didn't baptize Jews. It's just something to keep in the back of your mind. So here's the story. Um, th this is the testimony of John the Baptist when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to inquire of John. Who are you? John said, he confessed, he, he didn't deny, he said, he confessed, I am not the Christ. They said, well, what then, are you Elijah? He said, I am not. I'm gonna get dizzy doing this. Um, they asked him, are you the prophet? And he said, no. He said, well, who are you then? We have to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say of yourself? And John the Baptist said to them, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Now, these Jews who were sent uh, pardon me, the Jews who sent the priests and the Levites to John the Baptists, John the Baptist were Pharisees. That was the kind of Jews they were. This is pertinent. And so um, the Jews ask, why are you baptizing if you are not 
the Christ and you're not Elijah and you're not the prophet. And John said to them, I baptize you in water, but there is one standing among you whom you do not know. He is, he is the one who follows after me and I am not worthy to untie his, the thong of his sandal. These things happened in Bethany beyond the Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming to him. And John said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he on behalf of whom I said, In essence, he is higher than I because he existed before me. And I didn't recognize him, but the one who sent me to baptize, but I was sent to baptize so that Israel, so that Christ would be known to the nation of Israel. And John bore witness saying, I beheld the spirit descending in the form of a dove coming out of heaven and remaining upon him. And I did not recognize him, except he who sent me to baptize said to me, the one whom you see the spirit descending and remaining upon him, this is the one who baptizes in the Holy Ghost. And I have seen, and I bear witness, that this is the Son of God. That's the end of the story. Now, who would like to say the story back to me? You don't have to get it all right. You can get as much right as you can. Who, anybody here would like to say the story? This is where I just sit and wait for perspiration. Anyone? Okay, you get a pass because like I said, and I'll explain why this is a difficult story. But let's go through it together then again, and maybe you can join in with me. Um, and this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent what two types of people? Can you remember? Priests and Levites. When, when the Jews sent priests and Levites to John, and they said to him, Who are you? And John confessed, did not deny. He said, I am not the Christ. Christ is the Greek word. Messiah is the Hebrew word. They both mean anointed, same word, you know, all interchangeable. You know, I, I am not. So they said, are you Elijah? And if you wanna know who they're referring to, look at the last two or three verses in the Old Testament. It talks about Elijah coming and that's, they were looking for Elijah. And he said, are you Elijah? He said, 
not. Are you the prophet? He said, my grandson says, nope. He explodes his pee. Nope. Um, well, who are you? Why did, why did they have to know? Because they had to give, a, give an account to the people who had sent them. What do you say? And then he quoted from what book in the Old Testament? Anybody remember? As said the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah. And he said, um, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. And we'll come back to that. So then they, then there's some clarity. This is John, the, the writer, the gospel writer. He adds this little note in there. He says, the Jews that sent the, the uh, priests and Levites, what kind of Jews were they? Pharisees. Pharisees. Oh, I can't wait to get through the review because I have some questions to ask. Um, and then, uh, so then they asked again, uh, why? The why question. Why are you baptizing? And he said to them, I baptize in, in water, but there is standing one among you whom you do not know. They, had, they didn't know who he was yet. He is the one who will come after me. And I'm not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. These things happened in Bethany beyond the Jordan where John was baptizing. And so then this is the next part. That, that first part, that kind of fits into the Bible story way of doing, doing Bible stories. This, that, the answer is that, good discussion. But what happens on the next part now is almost pure theology. And that, it's good, but it's hard to navigate when you're trying to get people to remember a story because Jesus, John the Baptist, he sees Jesus coming, and what does he say? Behold, Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And then he makes that declaration, he's greater than I because he existed before me. And he said, I did not recognize him, but he who, I did not recognize him, but in order that he may be made known in Israel, I came baptizing in water. And then he, it says, and he made a proclamation that I saw the spirit descending as a dove out of heaven and resting upon him and remaining upon him and I did not recognize him except the one who told me to baptize said my mind just got distracted but I have got to stay on I got to stay on point forgive me I, I wouldn't have that's how he he knew it was Christ which is an interesting statement in as much as it was his cousin but as far as connecting the dots um, and then he said, he made the proclamation, this is the Son of God. So, let's go back to John. He's in his, John, not John, the, John, the author of the book, 
when he finally gets around to writing the book, his heart is full, just like Aiden's heart was full. Well, I don't know if it's the same thing, but it was pretty close. And you see all of these proclamations. So let's go back to the Pharisees. Why were they so nosy? They were nosy. So the Pharisees might have been a jealousy, is that what you're saying? No. Well, something said about the people. If he was from God, they didn't follow him, the people would get Well, that could be. So we're talking about a, a authority, aren't we? It's like, who's this? Okay, so remember, they're looking for a Messiah to come, right? And here's this. Let me ask you this. Why were people going out to John the Baptist? Did the Pharisees put their stamp on it and say, go out there and follow that man. He's uh, part of the Pharisaical order, and we give him full sanction. Why did all these people go out into the middle of nowhere? They were looking for life. You ever hear, you, you hear about different, I mean, there used to be a songbook years ago in the Plains People Circle called the Bunk, Brunk. You remember that songbook, that little thin songbook? Brunk revivals, I think, in the 1950s. Um, there have been revivalists in this country, all around the world, why does God use these people? I don't know. And so sometimes people will try to do what they did and emulate what they and preach like they preached and do the things they preached and they don't get the same result. God's spirit, God doesn't answer to anybody in the moves of his spirit and all the reasons why. But who sent John the Baptist? It says twice in our record. Who sent him? There was a man sent from God. We all want to be sent from God. We want to be doing what he wants us to do, and that's different for everybody, but he was sent from God. And if you think about this, John the Baptist has this interview with the Pharisees, and the very next day, John, or Jesus comes toward, and, and John makes all these proclamations and our story ends there. But if you go to the next day, that beginning in verse 35, it says, and the next day, Jesus walked by John the Baptist, and John was standing with his two, with two of his disciples, not Jesus' disciples, John's disciples. And John, when Jesus walked by, John said to his two disciples, Behold the Lamb of God. And they followed Jesus. John the Baptist is still doing his thing. 
And here's the difficulty with Bible storytelling for me. And see, I'm a learner and I've done four or five of them. I've been thinking about this story all week long. My weakness, I need to draw you guys into this conversation and it is my weakness because my heart is so full of it because I've been thinking about it so much and I need to discipline. So now I'm letting you know, uh, I, I'm sharing a Bible story, but parallel to that, I want to tell you about Bible story. Tell you what, now I see the clock, what time do I have? Now you don't have to, 15 minutes. 15 minutes, thank you. Um, so the Bible story thing, you see how this works? And now I'm going to do a little bit of a Bible story. The value of it. If you have young men come up here, Dave, for the very first time, and they're going to share a devotion, have them tell a Bible story. You know how safe it is to tell a Bible story? I'm going to go to the other Bible story. It's this one. I, I shared this. I, this may be the one I shared with you. I don't remember. Luke. I'm not going to tell you because you look it up and then you're cheating. And I'm tempting you to do the thing you're not supposed to do. But Jesus was standing and he was being crowded in by the people as he was teaching them. And it was, you know, when you're trying to speak to a lot of people and you're getting crowded in. Well, there he was standing proclaiming the word of God. And he was standing by the Sea of Galilee and he noticed two boats along the shore and he walked over and there was nobody in those two boats because the fishermen were on shore and they were mending their nets. And Jesus got into one of the boats that belonged to Peter and he said to Peter, Peter, would you please put out into the water a ways? And so Peter did what he said and he, and, and he pushed him out a little ways and Jesus sat down and from there he taught the people and when he was done teaching the people, he said to Peter, Peter, push out deeper into the water and let down your nets for catch a fish. And what was Peter's vocation? What did he do for a living? Fisherman. Fisherman. And Peter, now get the timetable on this. Peter's response was, Master, we've been fishing all night and we haven't caught a thing. But We'll do what you say. So they pushed out. Peter threw the nets over. And there were so many fish that when they tried to pull them in, the nets started tearing. And they beckoned to the other boat. And James and John were in that other boat. They beckoned to them to come and help. And so they came and helped. And they, got, they pulled all these fish in and tried to, however they, the ripping nets. There were so many fish that both boats started to sink. And the disciples were absolutely astonished. And Peter said, Lord, get away from me. I'm a sinful man. And Jesus said, don't be afraid. I'm going to make you fisher of men. And when the boat's gone, I'm abbreviating this story. And when they got to shore with the boats, they left everything. I wonder what the value of those fish was. I wonder what the boat cost. 
Anyway, they left everything and just followed Jesus. And I bring that story up. Have you shared up here yet, young man? You, yeah. I do, I know you did, Ryan, right? But when you share up here, I would encourage you to just to tell a simple Bible story. Get excited about it, tell it. I wanna tell you the, one of the upsides of doing that, and Dave, this is for anybody that comes up here, and I don't think you mind if I share this principle. I used to share years ago, and I, spoke on a very conservative position on divorce and remarriage. And I haven't changed my view, but within a couple years, my wife left me and I've been divorced for a long, long time. What, and what, here's the principle I want to share with you, and I, I, you don't necessarily have to connect the dots. You know that scripture that says, be not many teachers among you, knowing that as such you will receive the greater condemnation. That means God is going to test you. And if you've got any weaknesses, go ahead and preach a sermon on how to just trust in the Lord and, and call upon his name. And if you haven't been doing that for a long time and you're teaching, you can't take people any farther than you've gone. And if you, you, you speak something like that out, He's going to call you out. God's going to, he's going to test you on that. And he's going to prove you on that. And it's been over 20 years since I preached that sermon. And I've been refined. And now, now not only do I know the importance of the, the sanctity of marriage, I have compassion for those whose spouses have left them because I've been dried in that fire. So where I'm going with that is, if a young person comes up here and they give some, they come to a conclusion, therefore you need to turn from your sin. Well, young man, you better make sure that you have done that yourself because if you don't, you're gonna get tested. God is gonna call you out and say, how's that working for you? And so what I'm saying about that if you tell a Bible story about Jesus getting, asking Peter to push out into the boat, if you just stick to the elements of that story, you're not going to get, God, God smiles and says, thanks for sharing my word. You didn't come to conclusions that you're telling, now you didn't preach. There's a place for preaching, but you didn't preach it out. It's a safe haven. Bible stories are a safe haven. My brother called me from Florida. We talk a lot. He said, are you, are you got your sermon ready for today? I said, it's not a sermon. And I gave him a sermon on why it wasn't a sermon. And he said, oh, okay. Well, I mean, sorry. Okay, you done yet? So then, then he told me, he said, you know that clay pot? He lives in Florida. You know that clay pot? I don't remember the clay pot. There's a clay pot five feet from where I sit down outside of my porch every morning, and in that pot are these baby birds. And he told me this papa, I don't know what kind of bird it was, but this papa bird, this mama bird, come every day, only five feet from where he sits, they have no fear because they're taking care of their little birds. You know what that is? That's a story. 
That's how we're made. When I went, I went to this seminar, I realized how entrenched I had been from, I am so conservative and I, I mean, I'm usually the one with the Bible open and, and as, as I should be, but we, we're so accustomed to reading stuff and verifying and we get messages and now we'll preach the sermon and the conclusion. When Ryan started out with that story this morning, he got my attention. Bugs? Better on your windshield than in your teeth, though, by the way. <laughs> Stories, that's how we communicate. What do we talk about? We talk about our work. We talk about the evils of society. We talk about the perversion that's out in the whatever. We talk about politics. We talk about people when we shouldn't talk about people. We talk about our problems. We talk about the weather. We talk about all kinds of stuff. That's how we are. Are we talking these stories? That's the challenge for all of us today. Papa, you can sit at your table and you can say, Lily, here's 10 verses. I want you, you don't have to memorize it. I just want you to remember the story, share it at the table tonight. If we all start at lunch table, if we share stories, is there a better story to tell than one that came from the Lord? And the stories about him, we want revival. That's how it happens. We start believing these things. What is, where does faith come from? From hearing. Hearing about what? The road closures? Well, I mean, it's good to talk about it if it saves you some miles. But our faith comes by hearing. These are the stories that we can share. This is, when I went to this seminar for four days, I determined, I determined, okay, I'm gonna be the first one to volunteer to share a story. And I'm gonna be the first one to volunteer to tell the story back. I didn't say anything. I was so froze up. And there's a couple ways that you can learn to remember a story. You can read it. And then you close your eyes and you say it back to yourself out loud. You do that over and over again. I do, th I do that and I also record it on my phone and then I listen to it over and over and then I read it, repeat it back. I was doing it on the way here. And then, so we broke into sessions on I think day two and we went into this room which was not that big and we, had, we were all supposed to Learn this story, so I want you each, the, 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 the gal said to me, sweet little gal from China, said we all each go into our corner and I want read the story out loud and then say it back to yourself. And if, if, there's, if you can't hear because it's too loud, just speak louder. I'm, I'm just 70 years old. It was like putting a strobe light in front of my face. It's like, I can't, and, and then that sweet gal came up to me while I was like this, and she said, use your gestures, use your gestures. <laughs> and so, so after it was over, I went into the break room just kind of like, and the only person in there was, uh, I'm trying to remember his name, uh, he was the director, a big burly guy, and he walked up to me, 
And this is the kindness of the Lord. I was thinking during that session when I just didn't even bother talking. I was so froze up. And I thought, I, I'm just going to, Butch is his name, the, the director. I said, I'm going to have to tell Butch, Butch, if you need me to leave, uh, whatever, I'm sorry, I, I can't do this. I did not get a chance to talk to him. I walked in that break room, and he put his big arm around my shoulder. He said, Mark, I didn't say a thing to you. He said, Mark, if you can't do this, don't feel like you have to do anything. And it was so kind of the Lord to give that to me because it was so difficult. I couldn't learn at that pace. I'm, I'm not wired that way, and I'm handicapped by doing things a certain way. But I realize that my whole disposition is, I, 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 am, I, re, I react to life. I, I'm not, I'm not an, an initiator, and I see this storytelling thing for me can I share a story with you? I just shared it the other day. People don't say no. They like hearing it. And it's a Bible story. It is easy. To, you don't know how to witness? Just learn a Bible story about the, the, the fish and the nets and the broken shit. Isn't that amazing? You don't have to say no, except, you know, you, you just, it's, it's a way to start. It's something we can do. And God blesses it. I have been blessed. I way have way overthought. Maybe not. What this has done for me, this whole week, knowing I was coming here to share this, it's been on my mind constantly. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scoffers, but his delight, his delight, is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates day and night. And if telling a Bible story is a way to get us in there, and having to be nervous about coming here on Sunday, is it going to keep me there? Then I'll be nervous the rest of my life. Thank you.